Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering. We are so glad you are here today and we hope to hear from you. Take a listen. Well, hello, Missy. How are you today? Hi, Aisha. Doing great. It's um, middle of the week for us. I don't know when this will go live, but it's hump day. It's really hump day. I'm like, I'm coming over the mountain and I'm going to like roll a derby on the way down. <laughs> yeah, that's the fastest way down. So how's your week been? It's been, it's been busy. I've been learning a lot. I have actually been learning about chat GPT, the new open.ai, like artificial intelligence from Elon Musk. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. Oh, believe it I or not. asked it if Neuralink was the precursor to the Bark of the Beast 666. And it was like, uh, the Bible should not be taken literally. I'm like, okay, but it's funny. Do you what? Think, do you think that the Neuralink could like add financials to it? Because it's like, there's no financial capability. I'm like, till when? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna add that. And then, you know, like Revelation says, you won't be able to buy and sell without getting things uploaded to you. That's so interesting. Interesting how the world is moving so fast. Moving so fast. Yeah. And changing. It's like, I mean, when we were in high school, did we think we would have a, a little device that we could hold in our hands with everything we needed that we could reach across the world with a little tiny device that's in our hand? No. No, I got my internet in the mail on a little disc. <laughs> that's so funny. Coming internet I could use <laughs> and and it's funny I wasn't even worried about internet I was overseas because my dad was in the military and I was worried about when the American TV station there was going to be able to put on the next 21 Jump Street <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> wow those were the days huh Thrones were oh, that's funny well, anyway, let's go ahead and move forward and talk about our wins. Do you have a win for today? Yes. So my win is that um, one of my adult children, my daughter, she has been waiting and waiting and waiting for this couch that they ordered. I mean, literally eight weeks. And it was a big, beautiful sectional, all of that. And they get it, and it's the wrong color. Mm. And... They're just like, seriously, we waited eight weeks and it's the wrong color. And they have the text with the salesperson. They're like, we want the cream one. Is that the one called wicker? He's like, yes. And it's not because wicker is gray, not cream. And it, hmm. and it's the other one. But, but anyway, what my win is, is it just continues to fascinate me when my adult children advocate for themselves and have those conversations and they feel mad. But they're like, no, I don't want to talk to customer service. I want to talk to the manager who sold us the couch. And mm -hmm. then we will discuss how we're going to do this. And no, we're not bringing it to the store because we don't want to damage it. You know, so you right. come back with your big truck and you take it with you. And so it's just, I think that's a win every time we see our kids adulting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because she that's... didn't call me and say, Mom, could you call Ashley Furniture? And that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Especially when you have kids that are tend to be like, ah, it's okay. In the <laughs> restaurants, my food's cold, but that's ah, okay. I'll eat it anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my win for this week is one of my daughters as well, my oldest daughter, um, she got a letter in the mail and it was a fancy looking letter and it was from her college and it says the college cordially announces the nomination of my daughter to the National Society of Leadership and Success spring semester 2023. And so I said, what does that mean? How did you do that? So she said in the letter, it says because she's kept a consistent grade point average that that's why they nominated her for it so that was kind of a cool thing that she was not even expecting or working towards and it just came in the mail so I'm just no, that's what that's a win <laughs> I know because so we fun. always think our kids are so incredibly awesome but it feels so good when somebody else 
thinks our kids are so incredibly awesome. We're like, yeah, yeah I they just you. affirm it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. So today's episode, we are going to revisit our roles, expectation, and boundaries. That was actually our very first episode that we ever did. Do you remember, Missy? Yeah. Your kids still live with you. Right. And mine, my, I had one that was kind of in and out of the house because of COVID. The school kept sending him home out of the dorm. So he was scratching his eyes out to get away from us, but he didn't go anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. COVID was just a fun time. (laughs) In a couple of months or a couple of weeks, I'm sorry, two or three weeks, it'll be uh, two years that we started doing this podcast. February 17th, right before your birthday. Right. So we just decided just because of the different changes in my life. (laughs) And of course, Missy, you've had different things that have happened too as well. And I thought it'd be a good, good time to revisit. So here we are. And, and more truth has come out about some of my kids' choices in the last two years, too. <laughs> so. Yeah. And we have grown and made more mistakes that we can share. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not against throwing myself under the bus on behalf of other moms and dads everywhere that could yes. learn from my mistakes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we started off the first episode with um, talking about what the definitions of mother, mothering, and meddling are, because that's what our podcast is called. So I'm going to do that again. Mother, a noun, a woman in relation to her child or children, and the verb is to bring up a child with care and affection. Mothering is relating to or characteristics of a mother, especially in being caring, protective, and kind. So that's what we're supposed to be got to keep that in mind. Sometimes we aren't always, but anyway, meddling, the verb of it is interfere in or busy oneself unduly with something that is not one's concern. The noun is intrusive or unwarranted interference. So basically, I think we're shooting for the mothering part, which is being caring, protective, and kind, and not the meddling part, which is being intrusive or giving unwarranted interference. So that's what we're shooting for here at this podcast. Yeah, I know, but for 28 years and one month and 22 days, I have been bossing people around. So, <laughs> and it was one, then it was another yes. one, then it was another one. Then I started bossing it, the husband, then he got tired of it, started bossing the dog. Well, my mom and dad are like, I guess we're of the age that our adult kids boss us. So I apparently I'm bossing them too. So yeah, it's hard to break a really fun habit. Yeah, it is. It is. You can't, even if you just have one kid after 18 years, it's kind of stuck, right? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, the thing is that I think in all seriousness, we just really want to be able to be the best moms that we can be. And we want to share our experience and help those who are struggling with um, their roles and their boundaries and what they expected. I can tell you that I didn't expect to have the relationship that I have with some of my children. I thought the in the ideal memories of when I could remember I had younger kids and I thought into the future I thought oh yeah when we grow up we'll go out and get coffee go to lunch go shopping and they'll tell me all their love interests and then ask my advice and take it and no I don't want to hear I mean my kids are married but I don't want to hear about their love life there's <laughs> no none yeah not not deep stuff but when they get that little puppy love and they're like oh there's this girl or oh there's this guy and tell me all about the person and things like that but but that's not kind of how it's happened so (laughs) so that's not the ideal for me anyway what about you I didn't really ever think about it I don't I don't know if I was in survival mode for so many years but 
I didn't have a plan at all. I, I was just when everybody hit 18, I'm like, shoot, all your stupid mistakes. I'm no longer legally responsible for it. <laughs> so have at it. <laughs> it's you. It's the Holy Spirit. And it's all your stupid problem. Like, um, what do my kids say? If you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I did. You know what? I think. For me, I actually had some disappointment and adulthood has bettered what I had thought because during my kids' teenage years, you know, when I got divorced, they were, you know, just like end of of elementary school. One was kind of in middle school, just starting. And then when I got remarried, they were 9, 11, and 13. And why this man went ahead and picked up that mantle and put it on his back is because he has a Superman cape under it. You know, it's just, it's really amazing that anybody would want this kind of, you know, headache to get a nine-year-old, 11-year-old, a 13-year-old. But somehow... Well, I have to say, though, your kids are just so lovable, you know, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that it drew him in. Well, thank you. But the, the teenage years were really hard. We had some rebellion. We had some shuffling back between my house and their father's house. We had some, you're not my real dad, you're my stepdad, which is long gone now. They say not he takes the place of our real dad, but he's proven himself to be as real of a dad as, you know, as anyone. And so now we have two fantastic dads. But it was, there was a lot of that. And then when one of my children got their the person they were dating pregnant, I, it was just all of a sudden they didn't belong to me. And I, you know, they were gone. And then, you know, the ones that went to the military, when, when you have a kid in the military, they're gone. Like, right. We can't call you. They can't come visit you. They're not coming for Christmas if they're not allowed to come for Christmas and you can't go see them. And so I somehow the teenagers were so horrible for us. Not not every day. They we just had some really big challenges that now they're adults and I'm like, I didn't even know not all of them, because some of them, you know, stayed close or they would leave, but they I could still feel their love. Others I had one that was, you know, that had some anger towards me. Um, some of it was their own choices, but you know, and misunderstanding. But now I look at it and I'm like, I am so blessed that they call me. They ask me for advice. They like this tomorrow. I'm going to pick up my three grandchildren and meet their parents halfway to get them. And I had sent a text like, hey, can I have them this weekend? And they didn't respond. So a few weeks later, I'm like, can I? Like, I'm thinking, did I offend you? Or maybe you. You know, the kids said they don't want to come anymore because I, I know a day will come when the grandkids will be like, no, we want to stay with our friends. They're having a birthday party this weekend, you know, or, mm-hmm. or go roller skating. We don't want to go all the way to grandma's house and nothing to do. So so all in all, I was like, OK, is this the weekend that the kids don't want to come or the parents don't want to send them? And they're like, oh, thank God you want to take them. Yes, yes, we'll meet you. So <laughs> I just, you know, I really into God's, you know, God can see my heart. I really parented the best I could with the circumstances I I had and some of them that I chose and created problems for myself that then created problems for other people. But I, I look down, I'm like, I thought the teenage years would be all about hair and makeup and, you mm-hmm. know, little fun things and it it wasn't that (laughs) but now the adult years I talk to my some of my kids almost every single day and the other ones that don't it's because they're super busy but every time they call me they're like oh sorry I haven't talked to you in a while and I'm like me too (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah that's great yeah not and I'm not saying that I wanted to correct what I said the ideal was that but you know life is never perfect but I I do appreciate my children and 
the way they reach out now, like you talked about. I do talk to a couple of them regularly, like daily. Actually, I talk to most of them. Thinking back now, every single one of them this week has called me at least one time. So it's interesting. And a couple of them have called me twice, you know, and one texts me every day. So, so it's good. It's just that we're so far apart. That's kind of the hard thing that we can't go out to lunch or whatever. But I'm, I'm working and seeing that the season I'm in, the expectations need to, to change as well. Because, you know, I'm the one that moved out of the nest. And so the boundaries are changing that we had in place when we were there. The expectations have definitely changed. So, so it's a whole new season. And Remember when you had a curfew for them? Yeah. And now um, they're like, screw your curfew. <laughs> You're not uh, the yeah. boss of me. You are not the boss of me. I'm and it's, it's funny because not all of them are that way. Because I think at least one of them is kind of like appreciated that curfew because they're they're not a night person you know they like to go to bed early so but yeah I I know they have changed their whole routine and I don't think they've changed it that much but a lot of it has changed without us being there and we are way far far away and we can't see what they're doing which is fine and I don't think we really want to see everything they're doing because they're grown-ups now, and we want them to have that independent um, spirit and that desire to do something for themselves. So it's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Let's go ahead and talk about boundaries. I know you just mentioned one of the things that we had in place when we were over there and they were living with us was that they had a curfew. And like I had said in the last, well, the first episode was that it wasn't enforced because we thought they weren't old enough to go out and stay out later than a certain time. It was just a matter of the living situation we were in. There was a dog that would bark very loudly and wake everybody up. And it was hard for some of us to get rest if people are coming in and out all hours of the night. So that's the for reason sure. we had that. That's the same with us with when our kids were older. It was like, we don't. We're a little bit worried about where you are because you could get, you know, you think you're just hanging out on the beach and somebody could stab you there that has bad intentions. But when you get here and you unlock the door and you can't see the key because you don't have, a, your phone is dead and that, you know, and you open the door and then I'm awake and now I can't go to sleep. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it, it makes your whole next day just horrible. <laughs> so yeah, that was the reason we had those boundaries, but. Now, I think just I'm trying to establish new boundaries. And it's funny because it seems like they've already been established for us because of the distance. So we really don't have to think about it because it's already done. But I'm trying to be um, thoughtful and think of what kind of boundaries that I should be putting in place or that I should not cross over into their lane, you know. And I think one of them is definitely uh, our relationships have, as I was talking about with the reaching out to each other, have changed in a way that I think now they even talk to me more and give me more information about their lives than when I was there. Um, one, one of them in particular that, that really wouldn't share anything much when I was there at all. But it, I think that's a good thing, you know, not that they've given me the, um, just say whatever you want, mom, just tell me what, what you want me to do card or anything like that, but just that they share. And I, I really appreciate that more now that yeah. we're here. Well, I'm yeah. one who we all laugh because it's just his personality that if he doesn't, if you ask him the wrong question, he just shuts the, okay, well, I gotta go now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the wrong question. Did I ask? Did I ask too much? Did I? You know, so, <laughs> but he's actually the one that's probably you know that had been historically closer to me and told me lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you just have to know that when he, when he says this part's private for me, you know, without saying that, but it's done. Like, right. 
and then quit bugging him. <laughs> yeah, I I have one of those too. This is the one that just gives me a side eye when I ask a question. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that with any kind of an answer because you shouldn't even be asking that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, there's those kids. And then there's the ones that'll just tell you everything. And then you're kind of like, is this on me to figure out? Do I need to give them advice? And sometimes it's just they want you to be a sounding board. And sometimes I don't know it. And I'll try to start giving advice. And they'll say, Mom, I'm just telling you because I just want you to hear me. And I'll be like, oh, it's good when they say that, though, because then I don't feel like the pressure of having to fix whatever's going on with them. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is I'm thinking about this age group. Like, our kids, so they're between now 21 and 29, the seven of our kids, your four, my three. And this is a time when their friend groups are changing, too. Right. Because, like, a very best friend could end up dating somebody seriously or getting engaged or getting married or getting divorced or moving or having a baby yeah Yeah. or moving away for a job and then all of a sudden our kids who look to that friend like that was their sounding board that Mm -hmm. sounding board has ended it is hard to make good friends in adulthood you know you you kind of have to scramble a little bit to start over if if your friendships change And so that may bring them back to us, but they're like, okay, I'm going to tell you, but let's not both pretend that you're my very best friend and I'm only (laughs) going to tell you what I don't think you're going to (laughs) judge, you know, and then we'll have that conversation and we'll go from there. So let's both understand our roles here. But, but that is something I'm thinking of is like our kids could be in a place where their friendships change or their change jobs. And they're like, I don't have anybody to talk. I guess I'll call mom (laughs) or dad. (laughs) And the thing is, too, that we have to remember that that is kind of always changing. You know, sometimes they'll be seem distant and not want to talk to us. And then sometimes they'll come closer. So when they are at that distance phase, don't think that they hate you or you're the worst thing that they don't even want to ever talk to you. Just Just wait because they'll come back. I think that we have that type of relationship as mothers that they know that we are the ones that are nurturing and caring. And when there's a need for that in their spirit, they'll come back and they'll talk to us. Yeah, we can be like, remember that old paddle ball game? It had like a paddle and a rubber string and a rubber Mm -hmm. ball and then you smack, 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 smack. So you pull it and our kids can go as far as they want. But they're still stapled to our wooden paddle. <laughs> yeah. 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 But do we smack them away? Is that what, what happens? That is when they go, but they just come back with everything. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm just that, teasing. That times our words, smack them away. They're like, I, That's true. I was going to visit you for Thanksgiving, but you just said that to my wife. So, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's change it then to like a yo-yo, though. Okay. Like we can just hold them in our hands for a little while, but then we have to let go again and they're gone. But then they come back and then go. <laughs> and I, I think we need to train our minds. Like, you know, don't be jealous of their time. Right. You know, when people are like, oh, I, I will hate when my kid leaves home and then they're going to get married and they're going to be with someone. I'm like, oh my God, if your kid doesn't, then you're one of those moms who have a child with a disability of some sort. Mm-hmm. And I, I know those moms. I've met mm-hmm. those moms. I'm good, good friends with moms. And they're like, will my son ever get to get married? Will my son ever ha- hold down a job that's not like the sucker at the grocery store or mm-hmm. in a special disabilities program at Goodwill, you know, putting the clothes on the hanger? Will my son ever do the things that I had always hoped for. So please, mom and dad, if your kid is actually doing the adult steps, let him go. <laughs> you know, right? Don't yeah. tie them to you and the couch mm-hmm. and the reruns of Law and Order. Let them, let them go. <laughs> yeah, let them start and live their own life and yeah. and be who God created them to be. 
Right. It's healthy and it's the way it's supposed to be. So there's a couple of scriptures that I wanted to share. James 3.17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. That's a, that is some big shoes to fill, right? Yeah. All the time. So, of course, sometimes we aren't going <laughs> to live up to that wisdom because we are human. But that's what we need to gauge what we do by is, is are we being considerate, peace-loving? Are we full of mercy? Are we impartial and sincere? And, you know, when we're trying our best to be that and to do what God has called us to do in raising our children and and leading them to him and continually putting him before them, I think that's uh, a key to being a good parent. Yeah, yeah. And they're watching us because that's how they will want to parent. You know, like, they will learn from us. They'll either be like us or be the opposite of us. <laughs> right, not want to be like us at all yeah. yeah they're like i learned so much from my mom and dad and i never want to be like them right and but you know there's the ones that always want to use their parents as an excuse for what they did wrong or you know what i'm saying like like blame their parents for their life and to be perfectly honest after a certain age it's kind of like you make the decisions it's your responsibility and you're accountable to God because you can't go before the Lord and say, hey, God, well, when I was eight years old, they didn't let me go to the fair with my friend. And I really wanted to go because I wanted to go try to win that prize at that one game. And so because of that, I made all these decisions and I was mad at them. And so it's their fault. I did that. That yeah. That's what you know, because God will say, uh, you're accountable for you. You know what I mean? Your parents are accountable for themselves and you're accountable for you. So, yeah, we just got to realize that as mothers, as much as we want our kids to be near us and to share with us, it's not always going to happen. And we shouldn't take it personally because it's a sign of growth and independence and it's healthy for them to to want that. Yeah. And we it train them right then. Because yeah. that's showing that we train them right. When they're adults, what you should be working on, one of the relationships you should be working on is reconnecting with your spouse because you spent so much time raising kids together for years that you can get to the point where you're, you feel like roommates in a house. You know, yep, you're not... that's true. That is so true. And I, I can attest to that a little bit because we've moved into this new season of not having the kids with us at all. And I myself am kind of trying to figure out my place and my purpose in this season. And it's been difficult. And we're going to go into that a little more on one of our future episodes of empty nesting and finding our purpose in it and things like that. But to share a little bit is just that you come here and you had all these people around you that you were caring for and that you thought of and and we're doing things for and then all of a sudden you're away from that and you're kind of like oh now what where's just my focus so but you still have that relationship with your husband or your wife if you're a father and you need to definitely focus on that and try to make that the not the center of your life god is the center of your life but that is should be a priority in your life yeah, and if you're not married, if you're parenting as a single person, um, then to seek out friends and to seek out yeah. relationships, whether it's networking with your church or business or whatever, and, and building those quality relationships. But but your kids need people that are going to lift them up, and you need people that are going to lift you up. The other day, I think it was Saturday or something, my husband... He's not like a video gamer. He likes to play one NFL football game. And I think it's from 2013. And it's a, it's very old. It's going to wear it. But so he was in there, you know, a lot of times we're together. We're together all day long. He's assigning me chores. 
I'm bossing him around because, you know, we've talked about that. <laughs> or he's telling me he's not going to do that chore and I'm figuring out how to do it myself. But I was in the guest bedroom making greeting cards, like homemade greeting cards mm-hmm. with um, some stickers that I got from Dollar Tree. And, you know, I had a gift card from Hobby Lobby. And so I bought the blank greeting card. And I just thought for a second how much I enjoyed when my kids were little and everything was about them. And then how much I enjoyed when we first became empty nesters and we were like, okay, we have to work on honeymooning it again. And now we're just as comfortable him in the living room playing a game for an hour or so. Mm. And I'm back here doing crafting. And I'm like, all of this is good. And it just, it just made me stop to be grateful that I can do this. And I'm not like, I'm crafting and my husband is somewhere like, where is she? Why is she with me? Or what, you know, like, right. I was fine and he was fine. And my kids are all where they should be fine. <laughs> Nobody yeah. was like, come, we have an emergency. <laughs> Everybody was fine for one right. Saturday afternoon. And it was, yeah, that's good. It is a good thing. Yeah, there's different seasons and and it's good when we are aware of what season we're in and we're not looking to get to the next season right away. For me right now, I'm like, okay, when are my kids going to get married and have kids so I can have grandkids, you know? But God has me in this season for a reason and, and I should take full advantage of it that I don't have to babysit for kids or whatever, you know? Yeah. And not that I would have to, I would be overjoyed if I could do that. But what I'm saying is God is giving me this time for this season for a reason. And I just need to focus on on today instead of trying to wait and run to tomorrow. Yeah. And and it's it is challenging because we're like, oh, we want this, we want that. But but when we're like, we want grandchildren, we have to look at our kids in the eyes and be like, which one of you is even capable of taking care of what's <laughs> Maybe I should just have it and skip (laughs) y'all. Oh, no. No, I couldn't do that. (laughs) Hey, I told you a friend of mine, she's 40, he's 50, and they just had their second child, their other one. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That's going to be fun for them. Okay, the next scripture I had was Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I think this kind of is what I was talking about earlier. If if we taught them right, then they're going to go, they're going to walk the right path. So we have to make sure that we are keeping on our side of the boundary and not crossing over to provoke them or to exasperate them, to make them feel like, oh, mom again, you know? and then when we do that, then it'll be good. Yeah. There'll be peace. Well, that's that's interesting because there's a situation going on with my parents where they came to the town that I live. They bought a house. But because the cost of living has gone so mm-hmm. high and they're on a fixed income and my mom has been too sick to work, she thought she was going to come and substitute teach and work and everything would be good. And Sometimes she wakes up at 10 in the morning and she's like, oh, my God, where did the day go? Because <laughs> she just doesn't feel well. So mm-hmm. I was talking to my brother and I said, maybe we could both pitch in, you know, even even just pay their their utilities or something. He's like, well, yeah, I'm down for that. Then I'll pitch in, you know, where I can. But we need to sit down with them and have them go over a budget, their budget with us. And we want to see their bills and whatever. And I just. I see what he's saying because my parents, they, they're blessing so many people that they're, waste, they're always wasting money and they go to the grocery store and buy lots of food, you know, to share with others and make food baskets. And that, that is what they're doing with some of their money. But he was like, we need to sit down on a Zoom call and do a budget with mom. And I just, part of me just thought, is what it's like when your adult kids try to take over your life because my mom didn't ask us to help her pay any bills so that's not what's going on here 
I was just thinking we could pitch in and kind of take some of the load off, you know, because a couple hundred dollars from us might not be so much for us, but it would bless them. But now that I see that, I'm not sure my parents are going to do it. They don't want right. that. And, and that's the same with our kids. If they asked us, like, could you help me out with this month's car payment? I just had some other expenses that really got away from me. And then we said, well, let me see your bank account and let me see, you know, what are you right. doing? And uh, I thought you bought those extra shoes at Christmas. Then I don't know. We're blurring the lines. Right. I could. I could sit my mom down and make her do a budget, but she's 73 years old. What she hasn't done so far is not going to start happening now. And But, <laughs> but I'm just saying that. It made me think about boundaries, you know, that right. it goes both That's ways, good. but we need to realize, you know, with our kids come to us and the Bible says who, you know, when their kid asks them for a bread would give them a stone. And the other one is it asks for meat. Fish and a snake. Yeah. And give you a snake. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Like be careful when they let you in. And then you stick your thumb on it and you squeeze them down and say, right. you're not worthy. You That's are wrong. You are broken. You are messed up. And then you ask me for a piece of your car payment. And now I want to look at your bank account to see what's yeah. going on. Now, if That's you're doing really drugs and, <laughs> right, right. and there's something going on, by all means, look at their bank account. Don't give them any money. There's always a scenario where things are not cut and dry and healthy you know yeah yeah so we just need to explore the circumstances and what is happening and see if we need to get involved that's the point of making the boundaries is are we being unduly intrusive or are we interfering where we don't need to be interfering that's meddling so that's where we we can figure out where our boundaries should be. Then Psalms 127.4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. This verse kind of spoke to my heart, especially now because, you know, when you're a warrior and you're shooting an arrow, you, you don't typically shoot an arrow right close to you. You usually use like a dagger for a close combat, but when you're shooting an arrow, typically the arrow goes far and you're trying to aim at something far away. So that is something that has spoken to my heart and to my mind in this season of transition and even seeing my kids become adults, that it's not always going to be the way I want it with my kids close by. And it may not always be the way we desire it ever <laughs> they might always be far away and i hope that it would be more a distance in the way we're far away and not in our emotions or in our relationship that should always i think be close we need to keep that in mind and try to work on keeping those relationships close to us i know that some of the boundaries that i wanted to talk about real quick is like fa- financial boundaries. I know in the first episode that you spoke about your daughter and the vehicle she bought and then something happening to it. I'll just summarize right now. And you had to co-sign after it was sold for a, so it could be a personal loan or something like that. And she took care of it and it was good. And that was a point where a boundary you had to cross because she asked you to cross. Now, I know she recently purchased a home. How was that different in comparison to that car she bought all those years ago? It was it for was, you as far as boundaries. Yeah, it was fantastic because because I'm a real estate agent, my job wasn't to help her with the money part, but we actually did contribute I think a little bit towards their down payment, but it was I you know what? I'm not even sure now. I'm not sure that I can contri- I don't know. Maybe, but what she needed me for was just advice. She didn't need yeah. me for, you know, to tell her every single thing to do and to co-sign or anything to get involved. So it was her, her husband, 
So it just, you could see the maturity coming for sure. Right. And the thing about if you did contribute to her and give her, it wasn't because she asked you, oh, mom, I need this. It was more of you just wanting to bless her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I think for as far as financial boundaries, you know, when our kids come to us and there's a need, um, there's nothing wrong with helping them occasionally. I think when it becomes a habit, and I don't think for me personally, any of my kids have ever made it a habit to come back and say, oh, I need money. Oh, I need money. Oh, I need money. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think one is just kind of almost like doesn't want me to help, you know, because he's old enough and he wants to do things on his own. But I think there's points in life where God is trying to teach us humility. And when we're like, when our kids are like, we want to help them, but they don't want to receive it, then there's a point where it might be prideful. Yeah. So um, at the same time, I do respect the fact that they do want to be independent and, and do things on their own. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So one thing I learned, a boundary that I've decided to place since Christmas is I am not going to matchmake. I'm just going to pray that God, if I see somebody that I think, oh, that person would be perfect for my daughter, then I'll ask God, God, you show them. Because it seems like when we try to or imagine it or even suggest someone I don't know. My kids are like, ah, oh, whatever, ah, you know. And I, I had a, an incident this uh, Christmas season. A family invited us over for brunch. And one of my kids thought that I was trying to set him up with someone. Thought I was trying to set them up with somebody in that family. And I, this was the first time that I was not actually doing anything. The, they invited. I didn't even have anything to do with being invited. They suggested it themselves. And so this person had an attitude the whole time, well, before, and kind of we even got a little argument with the whole family about it. And it was just not a pretty thing. And I think the person couldn't even be themselves at that time because, because of you know, mom being a meddler and, and that's not good for mom to be a meddler. So if I'm going to have this podcast then I need to, to, <laughs> to live it out and mother and not meddle. So okay, but, um, but that's one of my things right now. I have one kid, like, I've never heard you say that one of them is like earnestly desiring to be married. Your kids are like, and it becomes that. I mean, let's see what happens. But I have one that is one that is, and oh. she she it, she babe. just wants to be a wife and a mom, and that's her call and purpose in life. But she's just waiting now so that so she doesn't right. pick the but wrong I, person. I have one who honestly desires to be married, and so so I am looking like whenever I meet a young woman that kind of matches some of the. I'm like, is she a Christian? Is she, does it look like she's dating? Does she have a ring on? <laughs> you know? yeah. But I mean, I've never, I've never matched anybody romantically. So I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> I can, I'm not a kid mm -hmm. for sure, but I am on the lookout for, for her because I know that well, I'm waiting for her. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm on the lookout too, but I am just not going to meddle in it. I'm just yeah. going to give it to God. That's, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, because I mean, I can see people, but my neighbor set up my son with a young woman that went to our discipleship group. And I like the young woman too a lot. And I was so excited, but she was a couple years older than my son. And he was still in college and she was already career minded. And so I think she saw him kind of like a little kid. But every once in a while, she'll still text me and we're friendly. But they went on one date and it was. You know, he was like, she's pretty. She's nice. She's everything. And she was like, yeah, you're not my type. <laughs> so I felt bad because I, I liked her enough that she could have. I like a lot of people enough to be a daughter-in-law, but I'm not. The That's one. so funny. Yeah, exactly. I know. We, we're not the ones I, that choose. 
Asha, to my point, I didn't set them up. My neighbor. <laughs> and that was okay with him, huh? Yeah. It's okay if the neighbor does it, but not mom. <laughs> yeah. So just go to your neighbor at next time and say, hey, neighbor, <laughs> there's this girl. Yeah. Tell him, tell him there's a fantasy girl. But I That's wanted funny. to read one verse also real quick. Well, okay. it's two verses together. And, and we need to wrap up Colossians 4, 5, and 6. This, it, it's not quite our children are all non-believers, but live wisely among those who are outsiders or not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Or New International Version, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And, mm -hmm. you know, when something is not seasoned and you're eating it, you're like, mm -hmm. something's missing. And just, right. just a little. It just needs a little bit of flavor. And I think that, you know, if we, if our conversation was kind of fun and helpful and hoping for the, their future and we just put a little salt in it, you know, spiritual, Holy Spirit salt, on our conversation, they would come back for more from us and more from God. But if we lay it all out there and we're like, here's my burnt steak of my, of my, and they're over there chewing on it for three years. They're like, I don't like your burnt steak of opinion. I want yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of salt on seasoning. You know, yeah. Something that's yeah. softer to eat. So not so bland, please. Yes. Yes. But yeah. but if we lay it all out there and we don't salt it and say, Hey, I have some you know, I've been reading about things that you could do with your kids that would help them do better in school or help them help you discipline them. When you have time, call me and I'd like to tell you about it. Mm. They, when they have time, they might call you about it. But if you're like, right. you know, when your kids were over here, oh, my God, oh, my God, you got to get a handle on that. They are a mm -hmm. mess. You know, then yeah. you just gave them the burnt steak of opinions. Right. You exactly. You it. You know, they don't want to know more. They already That's heard so it good. all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just the bottom line is always try to be merciful. Yeah. And try to be peace-loving and considerate of who they are, you know, because they're adults. They're still our kids, and they're still supposed to be honoring to us, but they really don't have to obey us because nope. we're not the bosses of them anymore, right? <laughs> As they would say, you're not the boss of me. Yeah. So, so if we could just have that in our minds and in our heart is just to be considerate of who they are and who they are becoming and try not to interfere or meddle yeah. and pray that the Lord would show us and help us to recognize when we are meddling. Um, because I think we do sometimes. We do sometimes still. I do for Christmas, right? Well, no, I didn't really, but I could have, could have done it for Christmas. So, yeah, you didn't but, do it, but you got accused of it. But that right. that is something too, Asha, is like, don't treat your kids like, like they don't have the right to grow and change. If you say to them, you know what? Since you were a kid, you always were my right. troublemaker. You always were the complainer. You always were the one that brought up stuff. And then, you know what? You have not given them space to grow and be different than who they used to be. I mean, I had a kid that when, when they were like about 10 or 11, they said, never gonna forget what all of you said to me and I'm gonna be mad at you forever you know to mm -hmm. the brothers and to the mama to everybody mm -hmm. I'm mad at all of you and I'm never gonna forget what you did to me and then mm -hmm. I saw in adulthood some of that rear its head and show that they had not forgotten but I will in the last year or two even today they said is my older brother you're going to have his kids. Is he going to be free? Because if he is, maybe we can get together this weekend, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit, be to, you know, hang out. And that's not the spirit of when they were 11. I'm never going to forget, you know, right. you kicked me and you, yeah. you called me a brat and you ate my candy bar. So somewhere along the way, that human being has been allowed to blossom and grow right. beyond yeah. 
the boundaries of their childhood personality, you know, mm-hmm. mistakes, hurts, and all of that. And that's what we got to yeah. do is let your kid grow. God, don't leave them and- in the box of when they were 13 and you cut them smoking marijuana in the backyard. That's not right. They have to be today. Yeah. And then also realize that if you have the ability to change, so do they. Yeah. If And it's not us. It's actually Christ in us, right? So continue to present the gospel to them in every way you can and just help them to realize that, you know, every single one of us is a sinner and without Christ, we'd be doomed. So just to know that, I think that would just reinforce the the fact that they can have something different or be something different than who they even think they are. Mm-hmm. So, well, we said a lot. We've been talking for a long time. So let me yeah. close in prayer and then um, okay. we'll go from there. Father God, thank you for this podcast. We don't know exactly who it touches and we don't know who's listening. But whoever you are out there, we just ask, Lord, that that person gets something from it and would look into their own lives and see what they need and that they would not come to us, but go to you, God, because you have our answers. You have all of our answers. And I just ask that you would teach us and our children how to mutually respect each other. Mm-hmm. And like Asha said, show each other grace, forgiveness. And Lord, I beg you for the families who haven't spoken in years and their bitterness just is in the way. Father God, forgive them of their sins and bring that together before one of them passes away or one of them gets in a place where they're not even coherent or cognizant as an older person and there's just no forgiveness between the adult child and the parent. Please, God, make a way and help us, help us to be more merciful towards one another. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, almost two years ago, and we were talking about roles and boundaries and expectations. And here we are again, because we need to remind ourselves, and we're here to help you remember. You've got this, Mama. Thank you.